Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Today I am so excited to introduce you to Michelle L. She is an up-and-coming comedian who is developing a one-woman show. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? Good morning. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm so excited that we finally get to do this. I feel like I've been waiting so long to talk to you. (laughs) I'm excited as well. Awesome. So this is going to be the fastest 30 minutes of your whole day. So can you start by telling my audience a little bit about yourself? Oh, what y'all want to know? Let's see here. We want to know it all. uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I don't think we have enough time to know it all. (laughs) I guess I just better give y'all the clean version of my life. Um, Well, I'm I'm an entertainer. I love art. I love all things art, and art is something that is um, very important to me in various forms, and um, it's been my saving grace. The arts have been my personal saving grace, an outlet, a coping skill, uh, a a spiritual connection. It's just so much that happens through um, for my art. Um, I'm not only am I a connoisseur, a lover of art, you know, I um, I like to dabble in it myself. And um, I, I write music, I sing, I do comedy, I act, I do a little bit of modeling. So uh, I guess that's a little bit in a nutshell. Yeah, you do, you do it all. So you say that um, art has been your saving grace. Has was it like an escape for you, or can you go into that a little bit? Sure. Yes. Not only an escape, but a place where I could find myself. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but you know, by really uh, I guess a couple of years ago I was in a place where I just felt unfulfilled you know I felt like I, I yes mm-hmm. I had a lot of accomplishment in certain areas but something like was deeply missing in my life and I, I was just like what is it you know what's missing and I began to just pour my time and energy into um, creating, and for me, I believe that was that was what was missing. You know, um, I believe that we're mm-hmm. created in the image, you know, of the Most High, and just as He creates and is the Creator, you know, it's important for us to create. And so, for so long, uh, most of my life, you know, just been given into my career at that time, and helping people and serving and so many other things that I kind of lost myself. And so Mm -hmm. um, finding that place to really engage with myself and and 
really express myself and my feelings and my thoughts, it really brought healing to me. Um, as I know you uh, mentioned the one-woman show that I've been developing, I've been able to perform uh, a few um, excerpts here and there. And, you know, as I begin to develop that, it really began to bring healing to myself, you know. And so I'm very mm-hmm. grateful um, for the various art forms. You know, a lot of people, um, and even growing up, it wasn't the safe choice. You know, being in the arts and entertainment is not a safe choice. And so no, I was really <laughs> discouraged. I was discouraged most of my life, you know, from really following mm-hmm. my passions and dreams and and to even be able to give that time and energy. And so I kind of felt a little selfish at first. I, I felt a little, um, uh, what's another word? I, I just kind of felt like, oh, man, am I really, should I really be doing this? But that was the missing mm-hmm. piece, you know. Um, yeah. And it really made a big difference for me. And not only is it making a difference for me, it's making a difference for those that I encounter. And it's, and who um, they're able to engage with my art. And um, and that's yeah. what brings me joy, you know. And I was like, wow, I really can help the world in a whole new different aspect. Um, being a counselor for over 20 years and working in mental health can be very grueling. Um, and it's such a yes. wonderful field to be in because we have so many people who are mentally and emotionally um Hurt and wounded and abused, and so it was very um, been very rewarding. Um, but now I can help uh, just people in a whole new different way. Yeah, and I'm excited yeah, so about true. that. I, oh my gosh, I'm so excited too. And something you said really struck me, like because obviously you're you're one you're a caretaker if you're in if you're counseling people and doing all that. But something that really struck me that you just said was that you kind of lost yourself and you found yourself in the art. And yes. um, I, I feel like I, I've talked to a lot of people on this podcast and I feel like a lot of people have that same experience where they're like, okay, you know what? I know that there is some, there's a piece of me missing, but I don't know what it is. And then they like take an acting class or they, they just get this inkling and they're like, Oh, okay. And I, Something else that I love that you just said too, Michelle, is that you were you said um, that you help people through counseling, but now you can help people on a whole different level. I mean, laughter is the best medicine, isn't it? I mean, there's something when you can get when you can bring people to a place where they can just laugh. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yes, it really is. And Denine, you know, um, just in that time of soul searching, you know, I began to um, realize that, wow, um, I can actually use this even therapeutically. And so um, I often go to uh, rehabilitation centers, nursing homes, and I provide a combination of laugh therapy and stand-up comedy. And that's really just makes my heart melt, you know, when I see these um, older people who are sick and, you know, and they're able to crack up <laughs> and laugh yeah. and, and exercise. Um, it's, it's such an amazing, rewarding feeling. 
And so I wouldn't trade that um, for anything in the world. And as I um, am sharing my music locally and, you know, just to hear the the feedback, it's amazing, you know. So um, I wish I would have done it a long time ago. You know, sometimes we don't believe in ourselves or we don't believe in the gift mm-hmm. or we um, have just experienced so much in society to where we feel like, okay, I can't do that. It's too late or mm-hmm. um, that's for somebody else. Um, but for real, if we just give our own self a chance, you know, um, mm-hmm. give our own self a chance to be just great, just to be who you are. You know what an amazing world yeah. we really would have. Mhm. Yeah, I I totally agree, and I firmly believe that you're 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 never too late. You're always on time. Like I really feel. I I know like I know in my life so many times I'm like oh why didn't I figure this out sooner, but I feel like if you don't go through all of those, all of the circumstances that lead to making that discovery, then it like your comedy would be not as rich as it is and your music would not be as rich as it is because of all of the experiences that you've gone through. So I know, I know I, I, I agree on so many levels because so many times I'm like, Oh, why, why didn't I figure this out like 10 years ago? Why did I have to go through all that? But something I've learned is like that you have to go through all of those experiences to make you who you are at this very moment. So don't ever feel like that. So, um, yeah. Let's talk about your music. What kind of music do you do? Um, I write just about anything. You know, um, I, I I grew up with music, around music. It's in my soul. It's in my pinky toe. You know, so um, <laughs> I um, actually have been in the studio for the last two days, and I just finished the song last night. Um, I wrote it what day before yesterday. And um, the title of that song is Black Girl Magic. So uh, okay. I guess um, I write soulful, uh, R&B, inspirational. That's my home base. Uh, you know, I was raised in the okay. church, whoop, whoop, um, in the south, uh, the good old Bible Belt. So, um, so you got some good music in your soul than if you were raised in the church in the south. Right, right, Exactly. And uh, my dad's a musician, my uncle, my mom, they all sing, play something. Um, And um, I have family in the music business. And so it's just, it's just, I've been surrounded by music. And um, so I. You basically have your choice but to be a musician. Right, right. And it's (laughs) it's really funny, you know, my um, father is musical. And as talented as he is and the great influence he's been in my life, I think they were really afraid. They kind of discouraged us in a way to really pursue that just because it was a different Mm -hmm. time, you know, when he grew up and he really wanted something safe for us. Um, But I played it safe for long enough, you know, and playing it safe, you know, it hadn't made me any happier. Playing it safe, you know, has not um, made me any – is wealthier a word? <laughs> um, it, you yeah. know, has it uh, caused me to be that much more prosperous? So, you know, I mm-hmm. just figured this fate in my life, you know, I just need to do what's going to make me happy, you know. Yeah. And I hope 
ugly and make somebody else happy, make their toes tingle. Oh, I, I, th- I think you are. With, I, with everything you're telling me, I think you're definitely making a lot. You're making a lot of soul sing. That's for sure. So um, <laughs> when you and I did this, when you and I did our pre-interview, we talked a little bit about like being in the '40s and like how there was a transition. Can you talk a little bit about like some the transition that happened to you when you turned 40? Oh my! I, I had my light bulb moment. You know, a lot of people have a midlife crisis. Um, but I, and I guess I kind of, in a way, um, well, I definitely had crisis, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I was able to just channel that. Um, you know, I figured at 40 years old, I was like, oh my goodness, I've, I've done this. I haven't done that. And I'm, and I kind of just said, if I had a choice to do anything in this world that I have not done, what would it be? And then mm-hmm. I asked myself, what's the hardest thing? You know, I love a challenge. So I said, what's the hardest thing that would bring you fulfillment um, and happiness that you have not yet given your time and energy into? And mm-hmm. that's when I was like, aha, me. You know, I haven't given that time mm-hmm. and energy into myself. And I said, well, yeah. what if? You gave yourself 40 hours, like you've given to these corporations for years. What if you gave that mm-hmm. same time to yourself to build yourself, to build your, you know, what it, whatever it is? And um, that's when I said, okay, stand up. Stand up would be the hardest thing that I ever could do for me. I would feel, mm-hmm. I feel like I could, yeah, I probably could fly, fly a plane. But um, I just, for me, it was stand up. <laughs> and um, I said, well, let's give it a go. I said, because if I'm able mm-hmm. to be successful at stand up, then I know God did it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've always loved comedy. Um, I would, you know, go to sleep and see myself on stage telling jokes, and I would just laugh myself to sleep, you know. And I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I said, maybe I need to write down these jokes and and, and give them to somebody. But it just um, was the opening or the glimpse of what I believe God had in store for me. And I just, I wasn't mm-hmm. really paying attention. And so that's kind of what happened. And now I kind of got even started um, in stand-up. Um, and it was really funny. I was in New York doing a competition, um, and I was doing some acting the modeling, uh, commercial, commercial act, commercial modeling, lifestyle modeling, mm-hmm. and so I was. I think I was in like four, four or five different categories, and so they had okay. a, a category for stand up. You know, so that was me. You know, okay, I'm getting ready to do this entertainment thing. Let let let's let's start making it happen, and so. Um, while I was there, one of the directors who were going over our monologues and different things was like, girl, you are hilarious. Have you considered stand-up? I looked at her and said, girl, you crazy. Not this chick, you know. And during the course of that competition, I mean, the, the comedians were trying out. And she called mm-hmm. me up there. Now, I had not entered myself into the comedy portion and so when she called me up there, I was like, what you want me to do, lay hands on these people, pray for them? What you want me to do? And 
and she, awesome. she said, no, it's your turn. I was like, Sarah? And Gay Brothers, listen, she just handed me the mic. So I had to improv a stand-up routine. And it was crazy. It was the most craziest thing that had ever happened to me. <laughs> and it actually ignited and jolted um, the stand-up comedy. And when I say after that day, it's been on and popping, on and popping. <laughs> I mean, you really got thrown into the fire like, hey, you didn't enter this competition. Right. But guess what? Congratulations. We're entering you. Now, like, right. how, exactly. how, long was the, how long was your first stand-up comedy spot that you got thrown into? Uh, you said how long? Yeah, how long was it? Oh, man, that, set, was oh, like, that, that was like a three-minute routine. So I just had to I had to stand up there for three minutes and look at all these people. I know it was like at least a hundred folks in there, and you know all these people had prepared stand up routines. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But I I think it was my southern <laughs> accent that won me over because I was in New York. So I just think they loved my southern drawl. That's all, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it was no, amazing. I'm just, I'm just sitting here. There's a um, here in Philadelphia. There's a comedy club called Helium Comedy Club, and they have a they have oh. a like a, a course or a class or whatever whatever you would call it, and uh-huh. they put people through like eight weeks of training before they let them get on stage. So I'm just like imagining one of my friends went through it, and like we walked through the whole process, and like I had to sit through every one of the crazy jokes until they got them all done. So I'm just imagining, like. I'm just imagining being thrown up on stage for three minutes and being told, "Okay, congratulations! You're not. You have to do right." I, I, I mean, you must. You right. obviously are meant to do this. If you, if you, I would have like cried and run off the stage. So that I think that's amazing. <laughs> I tell you, it's wow. the last wow. thing. It's the last thing that I would have ever thought. You know, I would do. And when I talk to my friends and associates. They they're like Michelle. We just knew that your music would blow up and take you, you know, where you need to go first. And it said it's it's really strange. Is you funny? You know, you've always been funny, but it's just really strange to actually see this develop in your life, and it's awesome. And so I thank God for my my family and my friends and the, the people who do support me. There's not that many, but the the few that do. You know, I'm very, very grateful. You know, I have children. Um, I've been on the road what, for two weeks now. Uh, and, you know, I'm homeschooling my kids. I'm taking them with me. It's just always something going on. And so I'm very grateful wow. for those who support me. Um, I'm very grateful for um, a young lady named April Foster. Um, she's like my adopted daughter. She's been with me for about 14, 15 years now. And um, if it wasn't for her, I really wouldn't be able to do um, half the things that I'm able to do and accomplish. She um, helps me just make sure my younger children are fine. And she, I mean, she when I'm crying, when I'm in tears, when it seems impossible, she's like, you can do this. You know, you're built for this. That's you're awesome. made for this. And so I'm very grateful. So, um, yeah, it's my daddy. My dad is still on pins and needles. He's like, "Girl, what are you doing? Are you sure?" 
I said, Daddy, don't worry. I'm right now. I'm just getting paid fifty dollars for these jokes. You know, a hundred dollars for these jokes. For one day, I'm gonna get paid a hundred thousand dollars for these jokes. So just, just, it's yeah. gonna be all right. You know. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's it's amazing how no no matter how old we are, our dads are always like, "Are you are you okay? Are you sure this is something you really want to do?" Like, yes, don't you see how it makes my soul light up, Dad? <laughs> that's awesome. Right. So, that, oh, I love your story. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how we didn't cover the fact that you basically got thrown into the um, the comedy thing headfirst. Yeah, I'm sorry. That I'm just, I'm just still astounded by that. So, how, um, let's see here. So, you're a part of the 30-day challenge that we're running, right? Yes. So how is that going for you? Are you in, Can you talk about the 30-day challenge a little bit to me? This 30-day challenge has been eye-opening. You know how, you know, the universe just confirms things for you? Um, in this mm-hmm. situation, the 30-day challenge is kind of, it was strange because there were several things just like, right away that had already been resonating that I should do. And then I was like, well, you know, I you, I just saw it. And um, I didn't really implement the, the, the few things um, that were kind of, you know, just stirring in my heart and my mind. But as soon as I joined the 30-day challenge, the first thing, the vision board, um, and that redoing my vision board, um, I actually haven't – I did one, like, maybe two years ago. So last year mm-hmm. I didn't do one. Just sitting down and doing that vision board, it really – it's the crazy to say it was a spiritual experience. Will anybody understand that? Um, no, I, I, I totally agree. That's how I felt when I did mine, too. You know, I begin to cry, honey. I'm like, girl, what are you crying for? <laughs> You cutting out pictures and papers and looking up stuff and and now you up here crying, but it was it was healing is and it's crazy. I was like, this is my life, you know. I can create my world, my reality, you know. So far in my life, you know, I've created it. And what I did not, um, the things that I could not control, you know, I controlled how I responded to it. You know what I'm saying? So. I didn't mm-hmm. really realize yeah. that I was keeping myself at a place of dissatisfaction, you know. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I began to, um, like, go over the vision board and, and even doing that again, it just seemed like things just began to come to me. I know I was listening to one of your other podcasts, and you had asked um, someone um, a question like, um, um, like how did you question Lord I'm forgotten now. That's what happens when you get old. Um doing the um vision board, the opportunities just become getting to come to me. That's it. You would say, Well, how did you get in? How did you get the opportunity? But for me, you know, once I said yes I'm willing to do this, it was just like things started coming. 
you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and even when I did my vision board, again, it just seemed like opportunities just started like boom, 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 just knocking on my door, yeah. you know. Um, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, since I did my vision board, I've had, what, th- um, four more, three more shows, um, you know, I've connected with some amazing um, photographers and videographers and you know, doing photo shoots and it's um, producers, different people are reaching out to me. And I'm like, how did you even find out about me? Um, I had two awesome stage plays I was um, I was in last year or a year before, the year before. Um, and the opportunities start, just start coming. So, um, mm-hmm. and from one of those plays, I'm talking about the vision board, but from the, one of those other plays, I had someone else reach out to me um, to audition for one of their um, productions. So, um, what else about the um, the challenge? Is you're surrounded by people with like mindedness and like energy, um, mm-hmm. and that has been major beneficial. Even if I'm just going back and reading and reviewing, um, it it is really does a whole lot for me. Um, Awesome. You know, you feel kind of sometimes crazy when you're out here on your own or you're pursuing something so drastic or something that has been yeah. really discouraged of my life. So it's actually it's been a major support, you know, system. You know, meeting you mm-hmm. and, um, it's just been phenomenal, phenomenal. You know, That's I would awesome. suggest anyone who's um, really trying to pursue entertainment in whatever form, or the arts in whatever form to, you know, get connected and um, allow yeah. it to um, blossom you. Like as far as the monologues and other things that I do, I probably should be doing and perfecting, um, but allowing other things to keep me from it. It's kind of helped me hold myself a little bit more accountable, you know. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I love what, the, what you said about the vision board. I, the thing, I think the thing that people don't realize is, like, a lot of people sat down and they were just, they thought, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll cut out some pictures or whatever. But I think the whole thing about creating the vision board is everything that you said. Like, once you start seeing the opportunities, like, once you, once you change your perspective and you start focusing on the things that you want, then that's when those things start coming to you. It's like the law of attraction. Like if you focus on what you're lacking, you're going to just create more lack in your life. But the the simple act of focusing on the things that you want and being grateful for the things that you already have unlocks something where all those things start coming to you. So I would, I'm going to ask you publicly here. I would love for you to like share that somehow on the, uh, in the group. If you could do that, okay. like I know you're running all crazy, traveling all over the place, but if you could take the time to like just do like a short video or something like that, and just give Antoinette a shout out, that would be awesome. I think like that would really bless her to know how that challenge like really affected your life. So if you could just if you okay. if I could ask you just a small favor, like it doesn't have to be right now, but if you could do that, that would be amazing. Because I think that would like, okay. like that would. That would I think she would like she would love that so much. 
Thank you. I will. I, I will. It will be my pleasure. Oh. It will be my pleasure. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So you have a show tonight, right? Yes, I have a show tonight in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Awesome. Are you, are you excited and ready to go? I am tired, that's for sure. I'm I'm, I'm still excited. <laughs> I'm not so ready to go, though, you know. <laughs> but I'm excited, you, you know. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I find that the adrenaline kicks in, right? Like, as soon as, like, with the podcast, as soon as I hear the music, I'm like, okay, it's go time. So is that the way it is for you when you're getting, when you're going on stage? Yes, I had the opportunity yeah. to do a show with, um, uh, uh, oh my goodness, he's gonna kill me. Um, well, if I don't, don't want to listen to the podcast, he doesn't kill you. But okay, so uh, oh my goodness, oh major guy. Ugh. Anyway, it'll come to me. But I see his face and everything. But you know, I had the opportunity to open up a show for him, and um, I'm gonna kill I, my. And he just told me, he was like, Nichelle, he said, truly, it was amazing. He said it was because I picked him up, you know, from the hotel, you know, all the new things that, us, you know, we still get kind of hate in this comedian thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, had to go pick him up and, you know, do all this stuff. And But when we got there, he was like, girl, you turned it on like a light switch. He said it was like a different woman. He said as soon as he walked in that door, he said it was like, bing. And I was like, well, thank God, you know. Uh, it's it's amazing how it, how, how it happened, you know, because sometimes I can feel tired, worn, and depleted. But it's like I get energy mm-hmm. from the audience, you know. Um, yeah. It's, it's amazing how that happens. Yeah, it's well, Michelle, oh. our 30 minutes is up. Can you believe it? Yeah. Oh, no. I was oh, going to say, yay, it's over. I'm sweating. Yay. Thank God I'm done with the podcast. I'll check that off my no. list. <laughs> I'm just joking. Well, I know. No, I know. I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate your time. And thank you for sharing your story. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. All right. Have a beautiful day. And everybody out there, please take the time to follow me. That's Nichelle L. Paris. You can find me under a comedian, Nichelle L. Paris, on Facebook and Instagram. Everyone go follow her. Thank you so much. You have a great weekend. All right. You too, dear. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening to the VIP Ignite podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, make sure that you hit subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be found. And if you want to learn more about becoming an actor, a model, or a musician, please visit our website at ammsociety.com where you can get registered for our next live webinar. Thank you so much and have a great day.